The proof of God's amazing love is this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in Christ, we dare to approach God with confidence because he told us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let us confess our sins before God. Eternal God, in whom we live and move and have our being, whose face is hidden from us by our sins, and whose mercy we forget in the blindness of our hearts, cleanse us from all our offenses, and deliver us from proud thoughts and vain desires, that with reverent and humble hearts we may draw near to you, confessing our faults, confiding in your grace, and finding in you our refuge and strength. Through Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Everything has become new. All this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Now let us say together what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Love of Christ to turn and greet your neighbors. I'll go this way. I'll go this way. Good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning on this fine, wonderful Ascension Sunday and Mother's Day. And something else wonderful will happen as well, and we will see in a little bit. And I uh, would like to welcome especially those of you who are visiting here, visiting your mothers or mothers visiting, being visited here. Um, we are glad you're here, and we hope that you find worship here uh, very worshipful. And um, I have just been told that we are going to sing hymn number 423 right after doxology. Um, I think that's what, that's and during which the children will come forward. And we have very few announcements, unlike Presbyterian churches. Um, Vacation Bible School is now being open for sign up and registration for both students and those who would like to volunteer. You could do that by going moseying under the big tree there or calling the church office or checking online. And next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, one of my favorite two Sundays in the year. And the color, liturgical color for Pentecost is red. So if you think of it and would like to, come to church wearing red next Sunday. And also I would like to give thanks to those of you who felt called uh, to be shepherding deacons and responding to it and shepherding already. There are a lot of good work already being done and responses that we hear. However, we still have rooms for 129 more of you or so to become shepherding deacons. So please pray some more. And if you feel called, let me know and we will figure out some ways very quickly that you become shepherding deacons. Are there any other joys or concerns? Flexible. They all look so happy, don't they? <laughs> happy Mother's Day to you. <laughs> okay, you want to get to where? Steve, you might want to fix the mic for me, okay? I know this is hard to remember. We the Move on down. We can't do Move on down. Get some seats, okay? About as tall as you. to go there. Okay? They're coming in now. So let's get going. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Oh, 
Good morning. We're rushing over from the garden, and we are now here, so thank you for your patience. Uh, it's my joy and pleasure to introduce to you and celebrate the class of 2013 from Church of the Palms, our graduating seniors. So, all right, I'll call each of them up, share a little bit about each one of them as they're coming forward. Let's hold our applause to the very end so that we can get through this. Alex Biancardi. Alex is a soon-to-be graduate from Braden River High School. Will be going to State College of Florida. Currently undecided, has too many choices to pick from. Jake Fulton, soon-to-be graduate from Riverview High School. Will be attending Florida State University. Also undecided. Hallie Goodwin from Pineview. Will be attending University of Florida. Studying chemical engineering. Last minute change. She is now going to University of Florida. It says Northeastern in the book, but she's actually going to University of Florida. Morgan Haas, who is not with us today, graduate from Braden River High School, will be going to the University of Central Florida with a concentration in pre-med. Mark Stern, Pine View, will be going also to the University of Central Florida studying business. Rachel Swain, soon to be graduate of Riverview High School, will be attending the University of Florida, studying occupational therapy. Kelsey Whalen, soon to be graduate from Pineview as well, going to Florida State University, also undecided. If compassion was a major, then she probably would be majoring in that, I'm sh <laughs> just saying. Kelsey Williamson, also from Pineview. University of Florida with a concentration in pre-med. So as you can tell, our graduating class has high hopes, high aspirations, and uh, I believe that they're gonna do great things. So seniors, you turn and look at me for just a minute. <laughs> it is our absolute joy and pleasure to be a part of every single one of your lives. I've only been here since January, so I haven't had much time to spend with each of you, some of you more than others, but I have been able to see a few things about each of you. I see that God is present in your life. It's clearly evident. It's not something that you can fake. Uh, I believe that God is moving in each one of your lives. And what a blessing that is for us as a church body to experience together. If you take only a few things with you when you leave this place, uh, remember, most importantly, that you have God with you. God is with you. Um, parents, you remember their first breath. You remember their first steps. You remember those uh, first days of school. You remember those awkward years of middle school? You remember the last four years where they began to plan their future and you were right there by their side. God was also with you in those moments. It's an incredible thing to look back and see how God has moved in the lives of your children. And uh, I can tell you that he's doing so in each one of these, your sons and daughters. As you go from this place, as you go beyond to 
wherever you may be going, whether it's near or far, know that God has gone ahead of you. God has prepared a path for you, prepared a place for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, May the Lord, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. God desires for our hope. He desires for us to prosper. Today's Mother's Day, right? And we're all here. And mothers, today is your day. But correct me if I'm wrong in saying that what better way to celebrate you than to celebrate your sons and daughters? Mothers are the epitome of selflessness. Mothers are the ones who, at the expense of everything of themselves, they give to their children. And what a testament to the mothers of our church to see these graduates standing before you today about to go and be the people God has called them to be in the world. So thank you for being who you are. We pray that God will continue to bless you. This is your church home and always will be a place that you can come back to, whether or not you ever move back to Sarasota or not. This is a place for you. We love you and we thank you for who you are. Gracious God, we are so thankful for these students. We're thankful that you have molded them into the people that they are and who they are becoming. We pray that you would continue to use them, that you would continue to teach them about who you are and how to best live that out in their lives. We thank you that you have given us an opportunity to be a part of that life. We love you and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the class of 2013. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, and congratulations to all the graduates. Jeff has prayed for the graduates, and uh, what I'd like to do this morning is to lift all the mothers in prayer. So shall we join together in prayer? <clears throat> oh, God of love, when we have this day to acknowledge the importance of motherhood among us, we first give thanks that you are a loving parent of us all. From your being, all life was born, and in your bosom, all creation is nurtured. You've formed us in your image as your children, and you've gathered us together as a brood under your wing. You've united us as kindred members of one family, and we're grateful to be your offspring together. We do celebrate your divine love that's reflected in the human expressions of motherhood. We give you thanks for the mothers among us and ask that you strengthen them in their daily task. Grant them wisdom in the lessons they teach, patience in the discipline they foster, and persistence in their promotion of decency and compassion. May they be given the honor and thanks they deserve, but sometimes do not receive. We thank you for all the motherly figures in our life, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, wives, stepmothers, foster mothers, guardians, babysitters, teachers, 
healthcare providers, neighbors, friends, loved ones, and many others who practice self-sacrifice and embody compassion to all who are privileged to be in their influence. We, we pray you'll grant them the vigor to carry on their work and the satisfaction that the holy privilege of their task affords. We pray for those whose day today is marked by loneliness and grief. To those who have lost a mother, bring to them a steady restoration of their broken hearts, we pray. Allow them to live into their future with hope and empower them to carry out the lessons that have been instilled within them. Where ongoing tensions exist in our personal relationships and our family dynamics, we ask for healing from the wounds of our past, a path of forgiveness for the wrongs that both have experienced and committed, and the rebuilding of trust forged in honesty, authenticity, and love. We give you thanks for the wide spectrum of motherhood represented us today. There's a cumulative reminder that our lives are marked by transition and change, and that they have done their part in making that possible through the potency of their spirit. Remind us to live, we pray, with a childlike faith, curious to every mystery, attentive to your every instruction, obedient to your every command, and willing to share with every one of your children. We give you thanks, O Lord, who is a loving mother and father to us all, and in whose name we pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, give us thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us bring together our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Gracious God, in your abundance you have given to us. We thank you that you so richly bless us, and so we give back to you. May these tithes and offerings be a blessing to you, and may you use them for the greater good of your cause and kingdom in this world. For without you we have nothing, but with you we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. any kids are sitting out here if you want to come down for the children's moment before you guys sing your hymn I know you're waiting so one more thing we want to have our kids down front you guys did awesome thank you for sharing your gift of music with us that was so great good morning good morning good morning hello 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 oh my gosh it is so great to see you on this highest holy day it seems oh my gosh so I think we might celebrate mothers so much in church because they give us that first glimpse of what God's love is like because they love us unconditionally because they love us even though we don't deserve it and it all starts that's God's great plan and then sometimes we're lucky enough that we get to have a grandma in our life or an aunt in our life or we get to have another woman friend in our life that loves us the way God intends. So it's really fitting that we're talking about patience for this whole month because I can tell you as a mom, nothing taught me more about patience than 
all of you kind of people. So as a tribute to our moms, we have a short video that we want to show them before we go up to our kids' worship. Let's go back to that little place where we used to go in the summer days. The lodge by the water still my favorite place, and I could come every year and it wouldn't change. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for those women in our lives that take us one step closer on that journey to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Please be seated. Perhaps we should spend a few moments of silence before we go on in worship. Um, let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. Luke 24, 44 through 53. Even if you're used to reading along, I would invite you this morning to just listen to the words of God to us. Then Jesus said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. As we have already been experiencing and celebrating, today we are multitasking our holidays. Senior Recognition Sunday it is, and Mother's Day, and Ascension Sunday. No mean feat. But just so we don't get ticket for texting and driving at the same time, let me begin with one simple story. When I first came to this country several years ago at the age of 27 as a doctoral student, I babysat little Martinio, who was almost three years old. Every afternoon, he and I would sit down, usually with him on my lap, and we would watch the Winnie the Pooh cartoon. When it got done, Martinio would say, again. And we would watch it over and over and over again. And we would watch it so much. Actually, I enjoyed it as much as the child did. It was my first exposure to the Western civilization. 
confess, sometimes after Martinio went to sleep, I would go on watching it by myself again and again. <laughs> Believe it or not, that repetition of Winnie the Pooh cartoon is how I improved my English. And I was most, it was most important preparation for my graduate school. Luke, who wrote both the Gospel of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles, tells stories again and again. He tells the story of Peter and Cornelius three times. He repeats the story of Jesus' ascension into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father twice. He tells that story for the first time in Luke chapter 24, our scripture lesson I just read for today. And then Luke tells us again the second time as he started his next book called The Book of the Apostles, The Acts of the Apostles. We all know people who repeat stories more than once. Well, we all know people who repeat again and again and again. And some of these repeat storytellers manage to make the story a little bit better each time they tell it especially the Brown family I'm married into. <laughs> it's true. When I first came to this country at age of 27, as a doctoral student, I babysat little Martinio. Did I say that part already? <laughs> People retell stories for all kinds of reasons. Some retell it because the story makes them look good. Some because they don't remember they told it before. Sometimes because it is their mantra of living. Sometimes, however, stories are repeated so that we will understand that the story is very important and what we need to pay attention is in the story. This is the case with Luke's retelling of the ascension of Jesus. He wants us to understand that Jesus' ascension is of critical importance to the believers. Why is the ascension so important to Luke? First, it is important because it gave early Christians an answer to the skeptics who say, you believe in Jesus whom you say was killed and rose again. So where is he? He rose again, and I want to see him for myself. Second, it announces that from this point on, in the story of our Christian faith, the, pr the prime actor on stage is no longer Jesus. It will be the Holy Spirit whom Jesus sent to be with us, his followers, now that he is with God. Thirdly, the story tells us that after the ascension, the body of Christ in the world is the church. Christ's body in the world is now you and me and all sorts of frail and sinful people like us who have confessed faith in Jesus Christ and become a part of the church. The good news is that Jesus has made sure he is still present in the world. The bad news is that he is present through us. All my life, even as a child growing up, the story of the ascension of Jesus was very important to me. When I think of the ascension, I think of how Jesus was sent by God 
at the, go- the choice of God, not Jesus, to suffer and die for our sin and to achieve our salvation. Jesus has a story that goes through death and hell and resurrection. The story is only properly complete to me when Jesus gets to go home to God who sent him down in the first place. Jesus then sends us the Holy Spirit from uh, where he went back to, to be with God, the Holy Spirit to be our advocate, but for that story, you have to wait until next Sunday because it is the story about Pentecost. By the way, um, have I invited you to wear red on Pentecost? (laughs) Luke stresses that Jesus' bodily ascension tells us that the humanness of Jesus is now present at the throne of God, a throne we know as a throne of grace and mercy. John Calvin lifts up the idea that Jesus is the mirror of the true. In sending or seeing Jesus, we see what is most real, most beneficial, most true. Jesus, our brother, has ascended to heaven and is alive there now. The mirror of Jesus in heaven shows us that like Jesus, we are intended to be in in direct and loving relationship with God at all times. God wants us with him. God wants our love. We heard Jeff praying, saying, we love you, God. That is what God wants from us. God wants and loves us as God wants and loves his son, Jesus. As sisters and brothers with Christ, we are welcome to heaven now, not by the skin of our teeth or by some blindfold over the eyes of God. We are welcomed as members of the family of God because our ascended brother Jesus is already there and he has prepared a place for us. Today we honor our graduating seniors. We give thanks to God for all the people who have helped them get to this place of achievement in their lives. We pray for them so that they will continue to be touched by God's blessing and promise as they take their next steps in life. Today, we also celebrate and give thanks to God for all the kind and loving and nurturing mothers. Without their care, many of us would not be what we are today. Please indulge me with one story about my own mother. One night before final exams, we were studying under my mother's eyes. One of my three sisters kept falling asleep. Mother woke my sister Nute a few times, but Nute just kept falling asleep. So my mother said to me softly, help me. Together, we picked Nute up and took her to the bathroom and showered her with all her clothes on. And you know the rest. Nute woke up, studied, and aced all her exams. On Mother's Day, I would like to invite all of us to give thanks to God for those mothers who love us and show us God's love. The Gospel writer Luke is correct. This story of the ascension of Jesus and all it means is extremely important to us. 
It is a blessing as it assures us that we belong to God in life and past life and all into the eternity. Like the early disciples and Christians, let us go on our way blessing God and thanking God. Amen. Now go in peace, remembering the ascension of our Lord, Je our brother and Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God for our mothers and this day and all the graduates. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you, now and always. Amen. telecast came to you from the sanctuary of Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida.